Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome, everyone, to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. Thank you so much for listening. This is a milestone show. Guess I've been trying to get for five years. Charles Barkley is on the program. And uh, Chuck could not have been any better. 90 minutes, a million topics. I'm not going to sit here and list everything and sell it. It's Charles Barkley for 90 minutes on everything. And then following Charles, we have Train of Thoughts with Salicata. So check that out. So I'm going to go quick here so we can get to it. If you've missed any recent episodes, go in the archives, check them out. Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football last week. Chris Dog Russo two weeks ago. Great episodes, great feedback. So give those a listen. Subscribe to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. Rate and review on Apple. We'll read it on an upcoming episode. All right, here we go. Charles Barkley followed by Train of Thoughts all right here, right now on SI Media with Jimmy Trana. All right, joining me now, it's a biggie. I've tried for five years, and I finally have probably the most influential person in sports media, oh, Sir Charles Lord. Barkley. Charles. How you doing, man? Uh, wait, first of all, I, yeah. don't be talking to flunkies <laughs> and all these other losers. Just the first time you sent me a text, I answered right away, and I told you I was a big fan. So don't be going through these flunkies trying to get to me. Just send me a text and we're good. Oh, I've been going through flunkies for five years. I didn't have your number. It's not easy to get <laughs> Charles Barkley's number. And then when I got it, I was I was like, should I? This is Charles Barkley. Am I actually going to yeah. text Charles Barkley? You know, it's funny. I you know I get interviewed once in a blue moon by other podcasters or what have you people into the fact that I work at Sports Illustrated, and I always I always get asked, who are your dream podcast guests? Who are your dream yeah. podcast guests? And I always say, The Rock. Larry David and Charles Barkley. 
So we got one down, two to go. Well, I will tell you this about The Rock. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met uh, who's a superstar. Yeah. You know, I actually met him when he was in college, when he was playing football at Miami. That's how long I've known him. And I've been a big wrestling fan forever. And yeah. he, I'm so proud of his success because he's just such a good person. You want to you see good people succeed. Yes, absolutely. You know, he's he's been very he, – I don't think he's ever going to – he's not a podcast guy. He doesn't do podcasts, so I don't, I'm not expecting him to ever come on. But he's been very nice to me sort of with me stalking him on Twitter and stuff. He, he's handled it well. So he, he seems like a really great, great guy. Um, so I want to get into so many things with you about Inside the NBA and then just some current topics. Um, it's funny. Let's start right off the bat with this. You know, it was reported that you signed a 10-year deal recently with, I always, I still say Turner, I think it's Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah. Was it that long? Is it a 10-year deal? Well, yes, number one, yes. But they wanted me to let people know I wasn't leaving like next week. There's no chance in hell I'm going to be working when I'm 70, zero. Um, but they said, Hey, let's just make people think you're going to hang around. Cause you know, I'll be honest with you. That's the only thing that really keeps me up at night, to be honest with you, trying to figure out when, when's the best time to walk away. Because the one thing you don't want to do is stay too long. What's interesting is I can't believe I've been doing this shit 23 years. That's what's crazy. I mean, that's a long time. So what really keeps me up at night to be flat out honest with you and i and i don't know the right or the wrong answer when's the best time to walk away you want to walk away while the show's still successful or you want to go like hey man we're really sick of seeing y'all face after all these years so that's really the only thing that keeps me up late at night trying to figure out what's the best way to leave you you say there's no way you're doing this at 70 why not i mean if if the people I mean, your your show is so highly regarded. NBA fans love that show. You have a lot of cachet with the players, the league. If it's still going... Now, listen, who knows 10 years from now? Obviously, it's a long time. But if it's going strong, why walk away? Well, I think that, number one, I'm very realistic about age. Uh, first of all, it's really uh, awesome that I'm 60. I never thought I'd see 60 and for me, I know that, uh, and I don't mean to be morbid. I'm not worried about death. If I had to go tomorrow, man, I've had a good run. I think for me, I want to. I don't want to be working at the end of my life. I want to, you know, man, I will yeah. tell you this. You know, two of my mentors are Ernie Johnson and Clark Kellogg. And they told me being a grandpa was going to be the greatest thing in the world, Jimmy. And let me tell you something. They are right. I mean, I, uh, little Henry and the little girls, she's new. Uh, Henry's 16 months and little Charlie is like five months. And it's it's the best thing ever happened to me by far in my life. And I'm start, Henry's starting to walk and run and, and Charlie's just still obviously a newbie. But like, I want to, when they're eight, nine, 10, I want to be around them. But like I say, I won't be around when they get older. Right. Uh, I mean, and like I say, I, I'm not even worried about death. I'm not more, but I like, I want to spend time with them while I can. Yeah. And, and that's my main motivation. You said little, little Charlie's five years old, five months, Oh, five months, five months. Okay. Yes. So, yes. so neither one of them yet have any reaction to grandpa being on TV yet. We got, we still got to, hell no. That. I don't yeah, even think, gotta, Hey, yeah. listen, let me tell you something. Little Henry, when I FaceTime him, 
I, you know, he's like, he's so young. He's like, what the hell is that to do? Come around. So I'm just trying to get him into FaceTime right now. Yeah. Uh, but it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because you did say for years and years, um, you would retire. You don't want to die on the air. You don't want to be old on the air. And then, you know, we get the word of the 10 year contract. Now I had, I had Kenny Smith, your partner on this podcast a couple of years ago. And at that time, your future was still up in the air. We didn't know what was going yeah. on. And I want to just play you the audio of what Kenny said about you here. Uh, this was about two years ago um, on this podcast. Shelby, hit that clip for Charles, please. I thought he was retired. He only works one day a week until May. <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do? Like, you only work one day a week until, isn't that retirement? Like, isn't that retirement? You would be a consultant for like one day a week for some big company. And like, you're not going to be there every day. He's not there every day. He's only there until May. We said like three weeks in a row. And then we go back to one day a week. It's like, you retired, bro. You're not going to retire. You're already retired. This, the job is retirement. What do you think about that? Well, I think the difference between me and Kenny, Kenny's still having kids, Jimmy. He's got two <laughs> young'uns. Yeah. So, like, he needs the money. So he's going to keep working to the day they strip him off television. <laughs> you know, like I say, um, I think you have to leave. Like, John Madden, to me, was like, hey, leave while you still – people still want to see you. You know, most of us, especially guys who play sports, you play till you suck. You know, no, yeah. I can't I can't think of any guy who retired when he still had anything left in the tank. Probably Jim Brown's the last guy. So I kind of look at TV the same way. What's wrong with leaving while things are still going good? Why why get to the point where you're like, yo, man, Charles Barkley's 72 years old and he still got his fat ass on television? <laughs> like, like who? Like, nobody wants to see that. Yeah. So I gave them my word I would stay for at least two more years till the new deal is up. There's going to be some – the next two years, Jimmy, are going to be very interesting with the Apple situation, with the Amazon situation, because mm -hmm. I know Turner is nervous. I know ESPN is nervous that Apple and Amazon are going to come in and take some or all of the NBA packages. Yep. So that actually, to be honest with you, that's really the next time I'm going to have to make a major decision. Uh, so I, I ain't going to, I'll have nothing to worry about for the next two years, but the whole sports landscape in the NBA is going to change in the next two years when Apple and Amazon start bidding on the NBA properties. Yeah. I was going to ask you about how closely you're paying attention to that. And, and this is a total hypothetical, but I'll, I'll throw it out there. Cause I think it's, I think people would really want to know this. If, if there was a scenario where Turner lost the NBA, and I know Turner said that, I keep saying Turner, but we know what we mean. They want to keep yes. it. Um, and let's say it went to Amazon, and uh, there's heavy talk that NBC is going to get back in the game. And let's say Warner doesn't have the NBA anymore. Would you go to another network, or would you? Or would you? Because I, what I think could happen if if Warner lost it, I think you'd see a company try to get all four of you, meaning Ernie. Shaq, Kenny, and you. Would you go solo? Would you only go with them, or would you not go at all if you had to go somewhere else? That's a great question. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I wouldn't go by myself. 
you know, and I would find it hard to go without Ernie, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, obviously me, Kenny and Shaq are close, but Ernie is the guy. Uh, so I would have to look if they were going to bring those guys, but also if they had other guys in mind who to partner with. The good thing about it, I got a two-year window that I don't have to worry about anything. Right. But I like your question. It's a great question. I just don't know. Uh, got it. Because I don't think, because, you know, Ernie, Ernie's the one guy we probably have to worry about more than anybody walking away. Like I said, I'm going to stay at least two more years. Uh, but Ernie, I know he's taught with the idea of leaving in the next couple of years also. So, like I say, it's going to be a very interesting next couple of years because nobody knows. I mean, because right. Amazon and Apple got so much damn money, they might just outbid ESPN and Turner. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if it's this is my age, but I, I hate the thought of a, a sport going to streaming only. Like, I, yes, I'd st you know, I still want them to have some presence on television. And I understand no one under 35 watches television. It's tough these days. But, you know, we're seeing it, the NFL, you know, they put their Sunday ticket on, on um, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd hate to see the NBA not be anywhere on broadcast. So hopefully ESPN, Warner, they can, you know, come through what the NBA needs and then settle that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But, you know, man, these owners... <laughs> they they just care about the almighty dollar. That's it. That's it. You know, I I wish people, you know, people get a players a hard time. I said I actually think players really want to win. That's the sports part of me. I think players really want to win, and I think fans really really want to win. Owners, I think it's more of a business to them. You know, I I do. I I and listen, and I don't. And listen, that's nothing wrong with it being a business, but. If you look at the sporting landscape, you know, we've been building these guys billion dollar stadiums on tax paradigms, screwing them for many, many years. I think there should be a rule in sports. If your team doesn't make the playoffs or you are not above 500, you can't raise ticket prices. I think they should make that a factor in every single sport. If you don't make the playoffs, or your team is below 500, you should not be able to raise your ticket prices. I think that'd be a great way for us to show some, some, some love to the fans because some of these teams sucks for year after year and they just keep raising ticket prices. And I don't think right. that's fair. You hit me close to home because I'm a diehard Yankees fan. Then they've lost Ooh, nine you're in a row. Dying hard. You're dying yeah. hard. This is the worst season in ages. And what kills me about it, I'm glad you said that about the owners because what kills me about it is. Now, listen, as a Yankee fan, I, I can't complain from the standpoint of my team spends a ton of money on payroll. But what kills me is, and this sort of ties into everything going to streaming, for instance, is I'm to, the mom and dad or the mom and mom or dad and dad, whoever it is, two kids, they want to go to a game. $40 to park, $10 for a hot dog, $10 for a bottle of water. At, at, at some point, I feel like this is, all has to burst the dam has to burst at some point you, what you're doing to the regular fan and not, you know the corporate fan like the knicks here's a perfect the knicks have sucked for forever until this year every day every night msg sold out because of the corporations yeah. the companies yeah. so you don't send the message and what's the what's the impetus for james dolan to fix the team he's making all his money the yankees right now they don't care about making the world world series they want they want to just make the money from people going to games and that's it and it's it's a bummer 
It, it, it is a bummer. But that's why I think we should start penalizing teams that suck. Yeah. And th- there's a, the only way to do that is with ticket prices because, man, that's one the, – the sports people have a really ace in the hole. People love freaking sports. I mean, I love sports. Like, I am so excited for football season right now. Like, Saturday, college starts Saturday. I yep. know that I'm going to get football every week for the next six or seven months. I am so pumped. Football and boxing are my two favorite sports. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for this weekend to get here. I mean, because, man, I love football. Is I, I love football, uh, and right. I cannot wait. Will you be betting the Notre Dame-Navy game on Saturday? Yeah, I probably will. I think the last time I saw it, it was 20, right around 20. Yes, there's no, I saw 20 and a half, Notre Dame minus yeah, 20 Yeah, yeah, I knew, I saw, I was starting, because I started looking earlier in the week. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a scary game, because you don't know anything about either team. Right. You know, the Notre Dame has a new offensive coordinator, a new quarterback and everything. So it's going to be in the Navy. You know, those Navy dudes going to be <laughs> very disciplined, hard work. The game's in Ireland. So you have no idea about uh, fan base or whatsoever. But uh, so I'm going to look close at that game. But to beat a team by three touchdowns in the, in the, in the regular season opener, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. And you got the over under 49 and a half if you want to dabble in that. Yeah, I might. It, listen, uh, I'm actually leaning at the under. I'm not going to lie. Because yeah. <laughs> right. I'd have zero idea. I want to talk gambling a little bit later on. But let me just wrap up this whole thing about your future. One last question. How, how serious was the live business? I mean, there were all these reports you would go there. There was a thing with Dan Patrick. It didn't work out in the end. I never thought you would leave Ernie and 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 Shaq and Kenny. I don't know, but the money was the money. How serious was that? How far did it get? Well, I had to take it serious. You know, I talked to so Mike Wilbon, Brian Gumble, Greg Gumble, Amar Rashad. These guys have all been mentors to me throughout my career. And Brian Gumble actually said the smartest thing out of all the guys. Because every guy told me to take the meeting. It's like, dude, you got to take the meeting. You got to take the meeting. You never know what might happen. But Brian Gumble said the most interesting thing. He said, Chuck, you need to take the meeting. You need to take Liv seriously. I said, why do you say that? He says, because in three years, they're going to be together. And he said, if you turn down a lot of money, you're going to look like a fool. He said, they're going to merge in three years. He called me like six months later. He said, I just want to apologize for being wrong. It only took a year. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, yeah. So the guys told me, because you knew at some time they were going to merge. And uh, I wish both guys the best. I I had three live guys call me and ask me my opinion. I said, yo, man, take that money. There's no good money. There's no bad money in sports it's just green but what was interesting jimmy i had about 10 well not renowned sportscasters call me saying what are you gonna do i said i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm meeting with greg i'm meeting with Liv. i'm taking all this serious they're like we're all scared to join live but if you join, it'll give us a runway. I said, well, wait a minute. 
you guys don't get to ride on my flag because uh, like I knew, I, you know, probably going to take some heat because all my sponsors was on the phone with my agent like every day, Jimmy, for like what Charles going to do. He said, Charles right. is meeting with Liv. He has not even made a decision, blah, 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 blah. And when he makes a decision, I mean, all my sponsors, because probably the biggest holdup with Liv was I probably was going to lose all my sponsors. Right. So when I told him, I said, well, this is how much money I make from Turner. You're going to have to make up all these endorsements that I'm going to lose. And I'm probably going to want a minimum or a five-year deal. Because like I say, I, I, it was all going to be a lose-lose situation for me. Right. So uh, I took it very serious. And uh, I'm glad to be back with Turner but man, you have to take it serious. The money they were throwing around, it was crazy. Did they make you an actual offer that you turned down? Did it get that they, far? It, it got far enough. They said, well, how much will it take? And I said, it will take this much for okay. me to give up my Turner aspect. And then before that, what happened after that? Turner says, you're not leaving. We're going to redo your deal. So that's actually Turner came in and said, we're going to redo your deal. Before Put, I, but, them, go ahead, go ahead. But, but so that's actually what really happened. Yeah, putting the the money aside, would you have been happy calling golf? Well, I don't think. Listen, you know, Jimmy, I was offered Monday Night Football one year, and I turned it down because I says I don't know anything about football. I'm just a fan. I love. I gotta. Football. I gotta interrupt because we can't let that slide. I want a lot of details on that. Like who was doing the games? Do you, was it was it Al Michaels back then? Was it recently when it was? No, it wasn't ESPN? recently. It, it was okay. probably at least twenty years ago. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, it was at least twenty years ago. Do you know uh, who you would have been working with in the booth? That had to be Al not. Michaels. Right? No, because be you, you know, you know who I think they went with. This how long ago? I think they went with Dennis Miller. That's how okay. long ago it was. Right. So that was Al and Dan Deardorff, I believe, yeah. with Dennis. I, Miller. I, I, yeah. I can't even remember how long ago it was. So long ago, and I told him, I said, "Guys, I'm really flattered. I want to thank y'all, but I'm a football fan. I don't know football. I don't know all the because you know I got so I you know me and my friends were degenerates, Jimmy." So we get together every weekend in my house and watch sports. And I got a movie theater in my house and I can break it up into four four quadrants. And a couple of guys who are retired, Hall of Famers, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to throw anybody on the bus because what we do is uh, gamble. And they're like, I'm like, how in the hell did that quarterback throw that interception? They're like, Chuck, that wasn't his fault. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, the, the receiver ran the wrong route, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, they're like, dude, every time a quarterback throws intercepted, it's not his fault. So these guys have taught me. Uh, he says, oh, man, they're going to score a touchdown on this play. I'm like, why do you say that? He says, they're in the wrong defensive coverage. This guy's going to be wide open. And I was like, only somebody who actually played the game would know that. Right. So I didn't want to get on TV. I, first of all, we got enough jackasses on television, Jimmy who act like they know about every sport, which drives me crazy. When I hear a guy say, well, he's not a good quarterback. Well, he's not a good pitcher. He's not a good basketball player. I says, well, first of all, everybody who's in the pros is a good player. Are they all LeBron or KD or somebody like that? No, they're not. But all these guys can play. 
But I never want to get on television and say a professional athlete sucks at a sport. I'll never do that. If if one of these networks today, CBS, NBC, Amazon, ESPN, they came to you and they said, Chuck, one night, just for shits and giggles, just for some fun, get permission from Turner. We want you in the booth for to call one NFL game. Would you do it that way? Would you would you have fun with it now? A hundred percent. You know, there's we used to some idiots at Turner and ESPN. <laughs> They pissed me off so bad a few years ago because I've al- I always wanted to do a game with Dick Vitale. Right. Okay. Especially, especially, yep. especially when we started doing March Madness. I said, guys, because behind the scenes, they're like little bickering women sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you have to go on the ESP? And I said, those guys are friends of mine. They're like, well, why are you going there so much? I said, first of all, Mike Wilbon's one of my best friends in the world. And PTI is my favorite show on ESPN. I said, anytime Mike Wilbon wants me on the show, I'm going to be on it. Well, why do you have to go on Sports Center? I said, guys, we're not in competition. We're all trying to make basketball popular. So they got their guys come on sometimes, our guys come on sometimes. It's not a competition. So I tried to talk him into, like, hey, let me and Dick Vitale do a game and then let him come on ES on TNT and do a game. It'll be great. It'll be fun. First of all, because Dick's a legend. Yep. And it'd be fun to do. But that, that powers it be like, nah, we don't think that's a good idea. I said, you know, you're right. It's not a good idea. It's a great idea. Once you guys check your damn egos at the door, we're not in competition. We're not on the same nights or anything. It shows it's, it's so short-sighted. It's, first of all, no one to, from Turner should complain about you ever being on ESPN. It makes you and and Turner, it elevates you that ESPN wants you on there. It, it's good for that. Also, I can tell you this about Dick Vitale. It's funny. I There were a couple of years in a row recently where when the tournament started, I wrote a column saying ESPN and CBS need to work something out where Dick can go to CBS and call a March Madness game because he's never done it yeah. in his career. And I wrote it two or three years in a row and fans love the idea. And I, and Dick called me one day and we spoke about it. And he said that CBS did offer it to him one year or maybe more than one year, but he declined. And he said, no, out of respect to ESPN. Now I want to be very careful here because I don't ever want to sit here and say Dick Vitale is a liar. I don't want that, but I don't fully believe that story. I think maybe ESPN said Dick, we don't, why would Dick not want to do it? I mean, the guy, like you said, is a legend. He's synonymous with college baseball. He's never called a tournament game in his life, which is ridiculous. Let the guy, and if he said no out of respect to ESPN, ESPN should have said to Dick, Dick, you're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. I I don't know the ends out. Like you said, but the, the Dick Vitale's never call an NCAA game is a travesty and a disgrace. To, to be honest with you, to both networks, yeah. CBS to reach out to Dick Vitale personally and the guys at ESPN says, hey, the guy is – and first of all, there's no guy love college basketball more than Dick Vitale right. in, the history, in the history of the world. <laughs> nobody has been a more positive influence on college basketball than Dick Vitale. So the notion that – ESPN or Turner or CBS head honchos are so stuck up with their ego that they wouldn't want Dick Vitale doing a game. That's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. But the takeaway here is if you're Amazon or ESPN or CBS or NBC or whoever, Fox, get Charles in the NFL booth for one game. He'll do it. That's the I, I love it. I love it, man. Now, you, you, you mentioned we're talking broadcasting here. 
I'm curious, did you have any, did you have a reaction when you saw that ESPN let Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson go, especially Van Gundy, who was well thought of as the best analyst in the sport? Uh, You know, they had layoffs, they claimed budget. I don't know if you let the best analyst in a sport go, even if it's budgetary reasons, but what what was your reaction to that? Because that was huge news in the NBA world. Yeah, you know, I was sad because both guys I consider friends. Uh, both guys are I consider friends. And I thought, first of all, I love the guys we have working at Turner. Uh, we we got fantastic crews. But I would text Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, and Mike Breen when I'm watching the ESPN game. Them guys had me on the floor howling. And I was really surprised, really surprised. Uh, and I'm just surprised and shocked. And then they let Mark go later. Right. Uh, but Jeff, and you know, you and Jimmy, you hear all these rumors about the NBA was mad because Van Gundy criticized officials all the time. I'm like, Wait a minute. We can't criticize officials now. If 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 they're right, we pat them on the back. If they're wrong, we should be able to criticize them. I mean, we criticize coaches. Um, so I don't know what what all the ins or outs is. If they fired that man, laid off, fired off, they're the same thing. If they fired that man because he was critical of, of officiating, that's a travesty and a disgrace. But let me tell you something. I thought they did a fabulous, fantastic job. Mark, Mike Breen, and Jeff. They were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I've said this before in the pod. What, what makes no sense is like Jeff Van Gundy loves the NBA. He's an NBA lifer. Like he's yes. an ambassador for the game. Yes. And let me tell you something. Uh, I won't be shocked. I won't be surprised if he finds his way to Turner. I won't be shocked at all. You can, never ha- you can never have enough. And shout out um, uh, uh, Coach Van Gundy, Stan. Uh, I know yeah. his wife passed away this week, and I, I sent him a text. Oh, yeah. to other- I sent him a text, man. So my thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. Uh, yeah, his wife passed away this week, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I got the text from the Turner family, and I sent him a text just telling him, because, you know, that's nothing you can say in that situation. I right. said, hey. There's nothing I can say. I just want to tell you, I'm thinking about you and your family and thoughts and prayers. But let me tell you something. If we hired uh, Jeff Van Gundy, uh, I'd be, it'd be a home run. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. Pair him up with his brother, with Kevin Harlan. It can be phenomenal. Oh, my um, God. That w- would that be awesome or what? How great is Harlan? He's, He's so great. great. He's the best. He's so great. He you is. know, him, um, and, him and Brian Anderson, Yeah, they're unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Brian and Anderson, I am yeah. also. But what's yeah. amazing, though, uh, when these guys do these other sports, and it's so seamless. Yeah, like I listened to our bro- our baseball broadcast with 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 Brian, and then I watched Kevin's doing football. I was like, man, to be that talented to go seamlessly from sport to sport, you have to really be talented to do that. Yeah, and uh, those guys are fun to work with. But you're right, Kevin and BA and Ian, man, they're great guys to work with. Yeah, I've always wanted to ask you this, and we, you, we've we sort of circled it here because you've called a lot of, you've said there are a lot of idiots in sports media, a lot of people you hate, and and I feel the same way. 
And this is where you and I differ. And I'm curious to get your insight. I'm of, the, I mean, listen, I would say I probably maybe only have three to five people in sports media who I truly hate and detest. And my philosophy as someone who writes a column every day for Sports Illustrated, does a podcast every week is I don't ever write about those people. I don't give them one ounce of ink. I don't give them any attention because that's what they want. And I sort of just pretend they don't exist. You, on the other hand, have said you want to kill these people. You want to fight these people. And to me, that gives that's what they want. And that gives them some shine that they don't deserve. So I'm curious about your philosophy on, on actually naming the awful people. Well, I like to take a shot at them every now and then because I know it gets under their skin because I get calls from friends of theirs who they work with like, yo, man, you got this dude circling over here. And I don't do it often, but I like to do it every now and then. You know, Jimmy, my philosophy is I'm in the media. The guys I don't like, and there's only a couple, let's be realistic. Yeah. Your job, you can't be personal. That's what I hate. You can never be personal when it comes to your criticisms. In my 23 years, even guys who have come at me, there's not one of them who I've talked to privately says, yo, man, do you think what I said was personal? I said, dude, I ain't never said in 23 years, you can never go back at anybody and what I said. You know, that's a personal attack. I never talk about their personal life. I says, if I criticize a guy, it's going to be 100% basketball or something like the John Morant situation. I, I can't, that ain't, that's got a lot to do. That's nothing to do with basketball, him out there right. acting like a damn fool. But the guys I don't like, you can tell when guys have a personal vendetta against a guy. And Jimmy, to me, that's not cool because television, radio, anything in the media is so powerful. When we say stuff, people believe it, whether it's good or bad. And I tell people, somebody in Montana, South Dakota, Maine, they're like, well, Charles Barker said this guy's an asshole. Hmm. I'm like, they're going to say, well, he got to be an asshole. I said, no, 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 no. I might say some things about a guy, but you can't say that. You can say, hey, I disagree the way he played basketball. I disagree some of the stuff he's doing off the court. But it can never be personal because people believe what we say. And the guys I go at, and like I say, I like digging them every now and then. Hey, I don't wish any ill. Like, if people know I don't like Skip Bayless. And I really don't like Skip Bayless because his attacks on certain guys, they're personal. They're They're personal. And I don't think when you have a, a, a television show or a radio show, you can attack guys personally just because you don't like them. That's not cool. That's not right. And that don't mean you can't criticize guys. Dude, I lost my best friend because I criticized him. And But I'm still like, guys can always say, Charles, you might not like him, but he's going to be fair. Because the situation with Michael, I always say, wait a minute. I criticize other general managers just because the guy's my best friend. If if I have a double standard, that's not fair. I was going to ask if you're tired of talking about the the fallout with Jordan because I feel like you yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because 
they, you know what you know what Jimmy cuz they act like we Prince William and Prince Harry and like <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's just, Michael got mad about something I said yeah. we haven't spoken right. and then two times a year I have to defend I'm like yo man Michael's doing great Charles doing mm-hmm. great right. I wish him nothing but the best but like Dude, we're not like Prince Harry and Prince William. We're not taking shots and by backdoor channels all the time. Michael's doing great, and I'm doing yeah. great. You know, it's funny because I I wasn't going to ask you about it because I figured you're sick of it. I even wrote down, like, are you sick of talking about Jordan? But since we're talking about it, I only had one question. It really doesn't have to do with the fallout. What I find fascinating about it is, do you guys never bump into each other at functions and events or anything? I would think you would see him at least... Three, four times a year at NBA functions, NBA golf, this, that. I mean, how do you never bump into each other? And then just say, hey, let's enough of this shit. Let's let's move on. You know, that's a great question because I think we've actually only bumped, not we never got face to face or close enough, but I think we've actually only been in the same room like three times in the last 25 years. That's crazy. Like, like um, we bought. We were in New York at the same hotel for something one time, and then uh, at the um, Hall of Fame one year, he had to introduce somebody on stage. And I had to introduce somebody on stage, and I think the third time was at that seventy fifth anniversary thing, and we never got within twenty five feet of each other. That's but crazy. It, it is. It is. But but you know we don't we don't go to a lot of. NBA functions. Like I don't go to NBA games for the simple reason I had my day. Right. I don't want to take away from today's players. When, when, when fans go to the game today, they should see the guys who play for the Phoenix Suns and 76ers. Like every now and then when they retired somebody's Jersey or something, I'll make an appearance, but I don't go to NBA games because I had my day. I don't want people saying, Oh, that's Charles Barker. That's Charles Barker. I had my day. When I went to, when they go to a game, I say, "Hey, there's Devin Booker. Hey, there's Kevin Durant. I want the, the fans to notice those guys. I don't want to take away. So that's why I never go to NBA games. I wanted to. I want to just tie up inside the NBA a little bit, and then I have, I have so many things to ask you. Other stuff. Sure. I, you know, I don't keep you fair, but just we mentioned Van Gundy, and I wanted to follow up with this about about when we talked about Jeff. Would you have you ever gotten? Would you say in trouble at Turner for something you've said. And and when I say trouble, I don't mean like, hey, Charles, maybe just like, I mean like, well, it was like, Charles, we got to talk to you about this. Well, my biggest complaint when I get uh, calls from players and coaches or agents and I'll like, and, and, and Jimmy, that's probably the one thing that annoys the shit out of me more than anything. What And what I mean by that is, these guys never call me when I said nine great things about them, ever, right. ever. I say one bad thing. The player calling me, a coach is calling me, an agent's calling me. And that's probably the only time I really, like, I'm not going to get mad because I really want to like all the players and be friends with them because the more success they have, the better it is for our product. But that's really the only time I really get pissed and mad. I'm like, yo, man. Why have you ever called me when I brag about how great a player you are and how great a person you are? But when you have a shit game or you do something stupid and I got to call you on it, you're blowing up my phone. That's really the only time I ever get really mad. 
But I don't get mad at the player, the coach, or the agent. Like I say, I want them to feel like they can reach out to me and things like that. But I'd get pissed when they like, yo, man, you never call me when I said something positive about you. I I meant, do you ever have you ever gotten in trouble with Turner executives for something you said on the air? Not really. Yeah. Not really. Um, they put a stop to the San An- the big San Antonio women, right? They, yeah, yeah, they, and, and which yeah. pissed me off because yeah. number one, it was a, clearly a joking around situation. I guess some person wrote an article. Now, if I said somebody's name in particular, <laughs> I could see somebody being sensitive. But right. J- Jimmy, the one thing that I'm never gonna do. You know, it's like when you know you have those sexual harassment meetings at work, and they're like, "We get together like a couple times. Hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk." About and I'm sitting there with the lawyers and the people from HR, and they're like, "Well, intent doesn't matter." I'm like, "See, that's why our judicial system is shit. Like, intent should matter." All right. So, and I was like, "They're like, no, Charles, intent doesn't matter, guys. If you obsess to do this or this, I said." This is what's wrong with this whole thing. Intent should matter. So the point I'm trying to make to your question, I trust the public to know when I'm joking around. Now, if somebody want to quote unquote counsel me or make a big deal out of something I say, I'm never going to give them that power. Dude, I'm so old. A joke can actually be a joke, you know, (laughs) but people out here, man, they want to be offended about everything. And and it's and it's really sad too because that's where we are right now. Like somebody's yeah. offended about everything, and it's crazy. It it's also not. You're right. Everyone wants to be offended about everything, and I think there's another layer of the problem where everyone wants to be offended about everything, and then that gets skewed. You know, I'm thinking about this random story from this week, which I couldn't get enough of. Where there were all I saw on Twitter, of course, there were all these tweets about how. Um, people were trying to, uh, that Queen, Freddie Mercury and Queen has the greatest hits album and they took Fat Bottom Girls, that song off the greatest hits album. So I'm saying, so you just see that and you're like, now I, because I guess I'm in the media and I do this to me, that doesn't make any sense. So then I start digging and the way, and what happened, the truth is there's a music streaming service for children. That streaming service, which is for children, took that song off. But if you go to Apple and Spotify and Google, it's still there. That's not canceling. So like there's actual canceling and then people twist the canceling stuff. That's what's going on now. And it's all insane. It's all insane. It's really insane because now you got people like, uh, let's go back and get this movie from the 60s and 70s and 80s. I'm like, hold on a second. (laughs) Are y'all serious right now? And yeah, there's stuff you said in the 60s and 70s was probably inappropriate, but that's what's the time they were living in. We waste so much energy like, hey, this movie, we got to do something about this movie or we got to get this book canceled. I'm like, dude, that book is like 40 years old. Why, why are we worried about a book that was written 40 years ago? Right. You know, it's really just gotten out of hand. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and the one thing I'm never gonna do, I'm not gonna go on TV afraid to joke around because I'm talking about stupid basketball. You know, Jimmy, we're on television. I tell people this. 
We're on television from seven o'clock at night to two o'clock in the morning. Nobody want to talk about X and O's for that many hours. And the best case scenario is we have two terrific games. That's always my best case scenario. But when you have one good game, one shitty game or two shitty games, those hours seem like 12 hours. So I want people to laugh and have fun watching basketball. Now, people get offended. They just going to have to get offended because I'm never going to go on TV afraid to joke around. It seems, though, that Turner, they've always had your back. That's what's important. It's not if someone does say something that people may find offensive, whether it is or not, put that aside. You need the company to stand Support. behind you. And that's what's that's what's not happened now is that the companies are not supporting. You seem like you've had that support, though, throughout your tenure there at Turner, which is awesome. Yeah, they've always supported me. They've always had my back. But, you know, I, I think obviously our show has been successful. I mean, I think that's the main reason why. Like, so, so they've always had my back. And I've always appreciated that. But they, they have to trust me, though. Like I say, my, and I've said this not just to you, to anybody. My number one priority is to make sure people at home are enjoying watching basketball. That's that's all I care about. I'm not worried about the players' feelings. I'm not worried about the coaches' feelings. I want people who are watching basketball to enjoy it. That's my number one priority. And if I can make people when I when I meet people, and they're like, "Yo, man, my girlfriend or my wife, they watched the, they they watch the show. They don't even watch the basketball. They watch you you four fools." I said, "Thanks, man. That's a great compliment. <laughs> that's a great compliment to me." Yeah. But that's but that's what I'm really trying to do because th there's two things. There's actually basketball fans, but if you don't engage other people, your show or your ratings are never going to be successful. Like, yeah, we're gonna get basketball fans, but there's a wife, there's a girlfriend, there's hopefully kids. If we can bring them into watching basketball. That's what our show should be. You don't want people who just watch basketball. I mean, you want wives, girlfriends to enjoy the show. Hey, and there's nothing better than a father, daughter, father, son watching sports together. That's what the whole objective of broadcasting is, in my opinion. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You know, you were featured on 60 Minutes. My colleague and friend, John Wertheim, did a great job uh, a few months ago on 60 Minutes, and he he called you cancel-proof. Do you feel you're cancel-proof? I don't know about that, but I will tell you this. John was great to work with. You know, I watched 60 Minutes religiously. I think there's two shows I watched, uh, 60 Minutes and Real Sports with Brian Gumble. I watched those shows religiously because I think they do a really good job. They ask you tough questions. They're not ever puff pieces. And I really enjoy that from Brian and, and 60 Minutes. I trust the public. Like, I know when I go on TV, I'm going out there without a net. I'm probably going to say some things. I hope people enjoy it. Are some of the things I've said over the years like, whoa. But I think people understand, like, I don't have an invective bone in my body. I just want people to enjoy basketball. Like I say, a perfect scenario is really good basketball. But when you're there all night and you're trying to make people enjoy basketball, there's there's times around 1, 1.30 in the morning, I'm trying to be provocative trying to make people keep their television set on. Because like I say, we came on at 7 o'clock. The longest we were on is probably between 1 and 2. And I'm trying to get people to stay up at 1, 2 in the morning, man. And like I say, have, have I? can I cross the line? I hope I don't. But if I do, it wasn't, like I said, sit at home and say, hey, let me piss people off. I don't want people to just right. enjoy this show. Right. It, you know, Inside the NBA, you and Ernie and, and Shaq and Kenny, it's it's pretty much thought of by people in sports media as the greatest studio show of all time. Some people say college game day. They put maybe NFL Today with Brett Musburger. Those are the three that always come up. Your show yeah. usually comes up as number one. Is that important to you? Does that make you happy that you're that that's sort of how you're characterized? Is that something you you're very proud of? Very proud of that fact because I watch game day every Saturday because like I know football is getting ready to start. 
I like, okay, I know football's getting ready to start. When game day come on, when Cowboy Troy and his group start playing their music, I'm like, okay, football. I'm ready for football. Mm -hmm. I want our show, and obviously it has become, I want people to think like, oh, the NBA, okay, it's getting ready to start. The Turner guys are back. You know, because, you know, we've been off since June, and we don't come back on until October. And when we start buzzing around early October, guys talking and training camp is starting, you know, people are like, yo, man, the season's getting ready to start. NBA to uh, CBS, TNT is back. So, yes, that means a great deal. But it really just, you know, I hope the fans, I mean, that's it. Because like I say, man, that game day thing, I love that game day show. Yeah. And I hope we, people feel the same way about our show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and – I think, you know, both shows, and I think this is where your show, I mean, there's never been a show with chemistry like your show, ever. Did Now, when Shaq joined, were you guys seamless and that chemistry was there from day one? Or did it take, a, because it was you and Ernie and Kenny for a little bit, yeah. and then Shaq came. Did it take any time, or was, was it right from the get-go the way it is now? Well, you know, no, it took some time because Shaq, the, the first night, Shaq didn't realize that we are on every day pretty much for the next seven months. So like the first couple of shows, he kept trying to do stuff like out of the box. And we're like, so the joke at work after like a month would be like, hey, uh, our producers, and she says, hey, how long before you think Shaq going to set himself on fire? <laughs> and we're like, so we had to get together and like Shaq, We've only been on like three weeks and you've done something great three weeks in a row. We still got seven months to go. He's like, what do you mean? We're not trying to outdo ourselves every night. And he says, well, you want me to be entertaining? Yes, we want you to be entertaining, but you can't. I says, we're only three weeks <laughs> into the season. We made a joke around here. You're like, two weeks out from setting yourself on fire on live <laughs> television. So he said, he said, Hey man, just come on TV, have fun. There's going to be times we need you to, like I say, the only time we said, said like, we need to step it up tonight because we got two shit games or we got one shit game. But so once we had the conversation, like, yeah, man, we don't have to outdo ourselves every night. And then from that point on, he says, okay, I got it now. And that that was really the only time we had like, Chat, we we only on week three, and you, so so that's the only time we've ever had to take a step back. I'm just curious, what is your prep like now for the show? Like, are, are there meetings? Are you like, leave me alone with the meetings? I've been doing this long enough. Do you get just some notes beforehand? Is there a con I'm just curious what goes into before the show. What your prep is like? Well, the only time prep work is hard is for March Madness. The NBA stuff is easy because I'm watching NBA games every single night. I mean, I'm a watch anyway. I'm a retired player. Whatever the hell, right. hell, hell else I'm gonna do. So that that the NBA is actually pretty easy. You know, I'm watching games. We get notes and all that other BS, but really, watching basketball every day is prep. Now the Mars Madness stuff is very difficult because the way I do my schedule is, I don't worry about college basketball until January the first, like. The first two and a half months, I only do NBA. Like, I probably watch every NBA team play five to seven times 
because you have to get a, a good example of, you know, you never know if they played three games uh, in five nights or something like that, or four games in four nights, five nights, excuse me. So you want to watch them all. But the hard part is March Madness. So once January the 1st come, I kind of block out the NBA. And I'm getting – we get a comprehensive report on every conference every week. They send us, like, tapes on every team. Man, it's monotonous. It's a pain in the ass. Like, you're watching little conferences you never heard of. So when, when March Madness – because, like, you can go to ESPN or CBS and watch – North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, Auburn, mm -hmm. Kentucky. But when you're trying to watch Davidson or some of the historically black colleges, those notes are really important. Now, the really cool thing about it is basketball is such a family. You can pick up the phone and call somebody and say, hey, uh, you know, I got some friends who coached some HBCUs. So I said, well, tell me about this school. And they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, you call uh, Bruce Pearl. I said, hey, tell me about this kid at Florida. Tell me about Georgia. Or, you know, are you, uh, you know, Mike Krzyzewski has been a good sort. I always call Mike and say, hey, tell me about this. So, uh, uh, Bill Self has been a good uh, person to talk to about basketball. So March Madness to me is a lot harder than the NBA because, listen, I once I watched the Knicks play like five times, you're like, there's no surprises. Yeah. <laughs> there's no once I watch like, you know, once I watched the Denver Nuggets play, I said, oh man, that, that's gonna be a handful for the rest of the season. So the NBA is a lot easier. I, I yeah, I would imagine the producers just tell you to when I'm talking, the NBA inside the NBA, they just tell you to let it fly, I would assume for the most part. You're not it there. just well, he always said, Don't curse, don't curse. That's don't the last curse. thing I always say to me. Did you ever curse on the air? I think I've cursed probably three times in 23 years. It's not a bad ratio. It's not a bad ratio. Not like sometimes ratio. you get first, like sometimes it gets late and you get excited yeah. and you just let one, you let something yeah. slide. There's also a difference between saying shit and fuck. I mean, there's, you know, yeah. it's, you know, there's a little balance there. It's not, yeah, there is a little balance. But every yeah. now and then, like I say, <laughs> but like I say, hey, at 1 30 in the morning and then we're joking around and you kind of let your guard down. You'll let a uh, you'll yeah. let a, a profanity slide out. You know, it's funny. I just I just watched it on YouTube the other day. It was something with Lee. Some it was Lee Corso's birthday or something. I went back. He had one of the, he had one of the greatest moments in the history of sports television when he cursed on the air. He he couldn't get the headgear on. He's making the pick and he just throws it. and He goes, "Oh fuck it!" And Herb Street and Fowler just almost died on the. Air. It's it's one of the all time great moments. And then you know, in that situation, it works. Leave the guy alone. Yeah, and, and let me tell you something. That is, you know, we we're talking about earlier. That is must-see television every Saturday. Oh, yeah. If it, you know, I mean, the headgear thing, uh, like I said, I watch that show religiously, but the headgear thing is one of the coolest things. Like, you know, we talked earlier about um, Dick Vitale, who's yeah. like, he is college basketball. I look at Coach Corso the same way with college football. His Going back to his coaching days, I mean, when you think of college football, you got to think of Coach Corso. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Um, all right, I want to talk to you about two two topics that sort of hit me close to home, which is gambling and weight loss. Let's start with the weight yeah. loss. How how much are you down here now? I'm down seventy. You know, that's Jimmy, great. Yeah, it's been great. I started um, I started at three fifty two, 
and I'm 285 now. I'm going to get to 270. My plan weight was 250, but I'm going to get to 270. You know, I got a great doctor. She started me on this drug, Manjaro. I think we started in November, if I remember correctly. I take a shot once a week because, you know, I gained, I, I peaked out at 352. Because, you know, when, I got real, go ahead. When you peaked out at 352, tell me what, what was doing the damage? Was it the carbs? Was it pasta? Was it sweets? What, what was doing the damage? Well, as most fat people know, it's all yeah. the above. <laughs> you know, you know, I, you know, I got, you know, when I got my new hips, which is was one of the best thing ever, getting new hips. You know, you know, because you can't do anything for months and months, and I'm not one of those persons who can just sit around and eat and not gain weight. But then I was really concerned. I was getting close to sixty, which I'm sixty now, obviously in February. And I was like, and my doctor told me, he said, "Hey, man, ain't no fat old people." I said, "What do you mean?" He says. <laughs> Ain't no fat old people. They're all dead or got body parts chopped off. He's you got to get in shape, man, because it only gets harder. So a friend of mine, he had lost a lot of weight. I said, how'd you lose all that weight? He said, man, I got a great doctor. She, she, uh, and I, I met with her and they, they did all the complete physical to make sure I was healthy enough to do anything. She says, so I started taking this Manjaro. I give myself a shot once a week. So do you, are you eating a lot less because of the shot? You know, that's a great question, Jimmy. I've been asked that question. I wish I could give you an example of exactly what the yeah. drug does. Yeah. I, like, I, I mean, obviously, I started working out a little bit and eating better, but I don't know what the drug does. I've seen the commercial says something about regulate your blood sugar, which I have right. zero idea what that means. Right. But, man, uh, I gave, it gave me a great head start. And like I say, I want to get to 270. Uh, but when I first started, man, when I would get on that scale and I weighed 352, I'm like, damn, I got a long way to go. Yeah. And, yeah. and she says, hey, you can't get back to your plan weight. And I said, well, how about 270, 275? She said, perfect. And like I say, uh, I just weighed recently and I was 285. And uh, like I said, I want to lose another 15 pounds, hopefully before the season starts. Because uh, yeah. I probably got another two months, I think, before the season starts. <clears throat> So I want to get to 270. It's hard to lose when the football season starts because that's when, you know, Saturday and Sunday, I'm in front of the TV all day watching football. And that's when you sort of, you don't have that discipline. You need those snacks while you're watching the games. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> two things that I learned. Number one, it takes you a long time to gain weight. So it should take you some time to lose it. But also, yeah. you never get fat on one meal. Right. You always, right. you know, you're out when you're friends and right. they're like, you're like, yeah, I'm not going not to eat that piece of cake. And you're like, yeah, like that put that piece of cake was gonna be the difference between two fifty yeah. and two ninety five. Yeah. That one piece of cake. There's a there's a great joke. There's a great joke about um, Weight Watchers about someone goes to a Weight Watchers meeting and Weight Watchers through the years it's always about counting the points, counting the points. And someone says as a meeting, how many points is an ounce of grapes? And someone says, "Honey, you're not here because of the grapes." <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, actually, I enjoyed Weight Watchers, to be honest with you. Yeah, I yeah. really did, and I and I think they got a good product. You know, because really, all they do is force you to overdose on uh, the vegetables. Yeah. Because what was really crazy, I, I <laughs> when I first started with Weight Watchers back when I was doing that commercials, they're like, "Well, what vegetables do you eat?" I say. 
I don't eat vegetables. I eat corn and rice. Those are my two vegetables. They're like, those aren't vegetables. I said, they are from where I'm from. <laughs> and they're like, do you eat anything green? I said, not really. I said, I love corn. I love potatoes. They're like, well, we're going to, what about Brussels sprouts? I said, Brussels sprouts are disgusting. I said, that little ball is just disgusting. So like, have you ever had them chopped up? And so now Brussels sprout is one of my favorite meals. You just have to chop them up. And it's just like eating a green salad. And also they got me doing cauliflower where you put a little Parmesan cheese on it and roast it. And I would never even consider eating uh, Brussels sprouts or uh, or cauliflower until I started with Weight Watchers. But yeah. now those are two of my favorite uh, side pieces. Yeah, It is. is as you get older, you got to. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, Getting old is no joke. Oh, it's no joke. It's no joke. Um, It's funny. I've been to a couple of. I've I've never had any health issues until like the last six months. And every doctor says once you hit forty, that's it. The party's over. Your body starts to go. So, well, hey, it gets worse when you're sixty. I know. Trust me. I know. I want to talk about gambling a little bit. I want to know what Charles Barkley's, and I don't mean from a monetary standpoint. I don't care about that what your worst gambling loss is. And I'm talking about the game, what happened in the game. You know, it, I, I remember once I lost a baseball game because someone threw a wild pitch on a pitch out. I want to know your worst gambling loss, not money-wise, but the devastation of how it happened. Well, the, the Patriots in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. So me and my friends, I got about... 15 friends. We've been going to Vegas for 25 straight years because Vegas is the best place in the world for Super Bowl. We've been going for 25 years. I got to, uh, now we're up to 20 guys because uh, we got a bunch of freeloaders. <laughs> I, Jimmy, I was feeling myself when the, when the Falcons were up 28 to three. I was feeling myself. I was feeling no pain. The tequila was flowing. The vodka was flowing. And they're up 28 to three. And I'm like, can't wait for the end of the game to celebrate. And all of a sudden, one of my friends, Roy Green, one of my great friends is, he says, oh shit. I said, what what do you mean, oh shit? He (laughs) says, Chuck, this game is not over. I said, are you serious right now? He says, the Patriots just scored, went for two. Atlanta's playing not to lose. They kicked it right back to him. I says, Dude, don't relax. This game is not over. And the rest is history. That's probably my worst loss. Um, trying to think of another good one. But that was bad. Yeah. Uh, Do you ever watch Bad Beats when Scott Van Pelt does the bad Religiously. Beats? Religiously. That, and I, mean, I always, te- always text him yeah. and Stanford Steve because what's really crazy about that I I always text him doing bad beats, but the worst thing about it, Jimmy, probably two out of five weeks, <laughs> I got one of those bad beats. There you go. And I like, yo, yo, man, I had that game. So, yep. so I, cause you know, I, I love Stanford Stevens, Van Pelt, but I text them doing bad beats all the time because. You can never relax when you're gambling until the, this time until the game is over because oh, yeah. that happened. It happens so much more than people even realize it. But yeah, it's worse. Like I say, it's worse when I have one of the bad beats. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. 
Now, with the NFL season here, will you bet like season? Like I like to bet like two or three season win totals. Like the Giants, for instance, are seven and a half or something. You mean the futures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The futures. You get into that? I do get into that. Um, What do you got for the NFL this year? What are you looking at? It. You got? You know, I I I haven't looked at anything yet because we still got uh, two weeks from tomorrow. I think when the season starts. Um, I like the Atlanta Falcons over. Okay. Love them. Okay. Doesn't I love matter. the Patriots. People better quit treating my boy Belichick wrong. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are going to shock some people this year. Let me ask you, I just, since you said Patriots, because I, I meant to ask you this when you talk about the Super Bowl loss. Are you friends with Tom Brady at all? Casual friends. He's a say, great dude. When you lost that bet, did you get to talk uh, no. to Tom? Okay, no, okay, I didn't I tell Tom my bet. Okay. No, ahead, you know, like, me, me yeah. and Tom are casual friends. He's somebody yeah. I really, really admire and really, really respect. Because let me tell you this. You know, there's very few, quote, unquote, goats in sports. Like, we know most of them. But Tom Brady and Wayne Gretzky are the two nicest people I've ever met who are the best to ever play their sport. Yeah. Like, I've been around Tom probably five to seven times, he is a really nice man. And the yeah. same, I know, now, now Gretzky, I consider him a really, really good friend. That guy is the nicest goat you're ever going to meet. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, but I bet against Tom because I love, I thought the Falcons were going to win that game, and they should have yeah. won that game, but it's never I, over. So, I was a bad host and interrupted you. You like the Falcons over, you like the Patriots over, even though – Mac Jones, so you believe in Mac Jones well, here then? Well, I think, you know, with the new offensive, that that thing, I don't know what the hell was happening up there yeah. last year. That's a, that was a weird Belichick thing. He never messes yeah. up like that. Weird. Yeah, it, but I think that uh, Bill O'Brien coming in is going to be a good – I mean, the kid didn't go from zero backwards on his own. The coaches have right. to take some responsibility for that. And and I consider Coach Belichick a good friend of mine too, to be honest with you. So I, I always root for him. But I'm trying to think. Um, what's going to be interesting is the NFC. Uh, I'm pulling for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Dan Campbell makes me want to play football. I don't know that guy. I never met that guy. But when he talks, I won't. Uh, even though I'm an Eagle fan, Dan Campbell makes me want to play football. And we, like I say, I'm just a huge fan here. So I'm going to be pulling for the Detroit Lions a lot because I yep. want to see, you want to see good people who you like be successful. Right. But the NFC is going to be crazy because right now you got the Eagles and the 49ers and who else know who next? Right. I mean, nobody knows who, like, and there's always going to be a great surprise team. I'm hoping it's the Lions. But right now, and, you know, the quarterback situation in San Francisco with Brock Purdy's arm, you know, that you got to wait and see. But the Eagles are going to be great, obviously. But I don't even know who's going to be the third, fourth, fifth best. I mean, the Cowboys got a chance. Uh, you know, I, I love Coach Dable and with the Giants. That's why I love the Giants. I, the yeah. Giants' win total is seven and a half. They added t- Darren Waller, the tight end from the Raiders. They, I, and I think Daniel Jones with another year with Dable, who I think is a great yeah. coach. I love that. I love the Giant over this year. That's going to be my my big one. That's going to be a big play. 
Yeah. What, what's going to be, what's going to be crazy if the AFC East. Yeah, it is. Like, man. But no one's talking two, about the Dolphins, and the Dolphins I, are very good. Yeah, but also, I think there are people are sleeping on the, the Buffalo Bills also. Man, let me tell you something. I love Josh Allen. Yeah. I, I love Josh Allen. But that, that to me, that division is going to be crazy. Uh, I cannot wait for football to start, but that division is going to be crazy. Take me through a Charles Barkley Sunday. I, again, I don't care about the amount you bet. It's like the Phil Mickelson yeah. thing. I think it's so dumb. If these people have money, let them bet. I want to know, are you betting, do you bet quantity, meaning do you bet a lot of games? Are you betting a few games and you have significant money on it? Do you bet parlays? Do you bet teasers? Give me a give me a Chuck Sunday during the NFL season. Yeah, you know, the, the parlay and the teaser thing, <laughs> They are so dangerous. They are so dangerous. What I really love to do, Jimmy, I got a group of guys. We go to Vegas like once every two or three weeks and spend the whole day. We go in. We go Once in every on... two or three weeks? Oh, yeah. It's only a 45-minute flight, Jimmy. That, that's, be, the, that's... that's the Charles Barkley lifestyle. That's Hey, that's man, beautiful. let me tell you something. That's There's beautiful. nothing better than spending a day Saturday and Sunday in the sports I, book. I agree. I've done it. I But... That, and yeah. you get up, and the, and the beauty of it, you get up at nine o'clock in the morning, and it's time to go on Saturday, because all See, the that's games, the. Go ahead, go ahead. I don't that's the, so says no, no, that's fine. So Saturday, yeah, yeah. you know, that's all the college stuff. So living out west, nine o'clock in the morning, it's it's go time. It's go time starting at noon, and then the seven <laughs> games don't kick off to three thirty, right. and then you got the night games. So you're in the sports book like eight o'clock and well, we get up for breakfast around seven thirty and start studying the lines and everything. <laughs> Go down around eight, eight thirty and place a bet. <laughs> Sunday, you get up and watch all the shows. You got you got to watch all the shows. And you're like, man, this is so awesome. I mean, so so that's only but when I'm at home. I get up on Saturday, and like I say, I'm not playing the parlay. I only play parlays and teasers if I'm in Vegas, because you know you got too much shit to worry about. If you, yeah, unless you got that ticket in your hand, and you, like, I don't want to be looking at like ten games, but it just depends. Like, I'm gonna bet five to seven games, uh, more than likely. But man, I love it though. It's exciting. I can't even remember the last time I've actually watched a football game I didn't bet on. <laughs> it's just I'm, I'm cracking up over here because I so I've been in Vegas I think twice for football, but I used to go every year for the tournament, the NCAA tournament, yeah. and it's funny because. The one thing I hate, it was great. I mean, it was so fun. You can't even describe. It. But I, the one thing I hated was I'm on the East Coast. I'm here in New York. So with the time change and then you have to now back then, this is a while ago, you'd have to be at the sports. The games would tip at nine. You'd have to be at the sports book at seven to get a seat. If you weren't there at seven, you're not sitting down. You're standing up. So I, that was the one thing I hated about it was, was that time change. And then the early, the early start time, but there is, there is nothing, there is nothing that's more fun than being in Vegas on a Saturday or Sunday or in the NFL season or during the tournament. I, you know, I've never been for the tournament, even when I was. Oh, it's wild. What, what, wild. It, what, but I tell you, me and my boys, we go there and just, it's nothing better than yeah. spending a whole couple of days in the sports book. It's exciting. It's fun. And the thing about it, there's cheers coming from every direction because they bet on some other game and over there. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're like, yep. what game they bet on? They're like, no, somebody just scored over there. And actually, yeah. the really cool thing about it, like, every game in creation is up there. And that that's actually one of the more cooler aspects of being in Vegas at the sports book. Like at, at home, you can only watch so many games. Yeah. Yeah. And you're yeah. trying to flip around and blah, blah, blah. I love the fact that they got like, hey, man, keep out over there. Tell them somebody getting ready to score and things like that. Yeah. It's funny because I, I that's the experience. I've been, you know, I, I'm on top of these things. I feel like I know. And then like the book will be screaming and I'll say to my buddy, what's going on? Like, oh, first half total was 10 and a half. They just kicked the oh, field. I'm God. like, oh, my God. I'm like, I can't keep track of all this. It gets over. Well, I will tell you one thing that scares me about gambling. Go ahead. Obviously, I love to gamble, but I really think it's gotten out of hand. Like. When LeBron was getting ready, I was watching some show. I can't even remember what it was. When LeBron was getting ready to break the all-time scoring record, I was watching this show. Like, you could bet what quarter, whether he was going to break the record on a free throw, a three-pointer, or a two-pointer. Yep. And then being able – I said, man, that's a lot. That's a lot of way for people to lose money. Oh, yeah. And now you can factor in – you can bet who's going to score the next basket. Mm -hmm. If a guy going to make two free throws, I said, man, that's a lot of stuff to keep betting on. Yeah. Like I say, and I, and I make it perfectly clear, I love to gamble, but, man, we got to put some training wheels on some of this stuff because I don't want people sitting in the stands betting on a guy going to miss two free throws and who's going to score the next basket. And then you have them screaming at players. I mean, I, I just think, but I don't even know how you put the toothpaste back in the tube. Right. I really right. don't. It's yeah. kind of like this NIL stuff. Like, they're like, well, we got to get it under control. I said, well, the toothpaste is out the tube. Y'all are really fucked up. And, and let me say this. I'm glad this first time I've had a chance, this first time I did any interviews since the season, because I don't do a lot during the off season. I, want, I don't want people to get sick of me. <laughs> As a society, we must be the worst freaking people in the world. How in the world did we ruin college football? Like, I, I don't understand as a society, how did we become, and we can blame a lot of people, but how did we become so bad as a society that we're actually ruining college sports? One of the, the the greatest way for most people in the world to get a free education, we ruin all the rivalries. We got kids, we got Stanford and Cal, two of the best colleges in the world. Can't they're trying to get to the ACC, which makes zero sense, right. zero. And we really, as people, need to take a step back and say, what the hell are we doing? why are we, the grown folks, ruining college sports for kids? And and that really bothers me. I'm glad I, I'm glad I, I hate to go off on a tangent, but no, I'm no, bro, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you know, it's a, it's a tough one because, you know, what is the answer? Because I get what you're saying and I agree with what you're saying. I also think the flip side of that is, you know, is it fair that Nick Saban and Debo Samuel, it's, it's, Debo Sweeney make 
50 million dollars and these kids are getting nothing and the the, the players are what people want to see so i don't it's it's one of those topics where I, like i don't know how you fix it i don't know how what yeah, the solution i agree is. i don't yeah. I, I i i don't like that that's that's one of my favorite phrases like I don't know how you put the toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah. These kids are never going to go back for playing for free. And number one, God bless them and make all the money they can. But the way we're going to ruin these other sports, because, you know, there's going to be ramifications like softball, baseball, tennis, lacrosse, soccer. It's because, yeah. you know, those sports ain't making no money. They're not making any money. And, right. and and their star players ain't gonna get in the NIL deals, right? You know, I, I worry about Title Nine. What's gonna happen to all these women's sports? So, like I say, yeah, I don't. College I don't is in trouble. It's in college trouble. is in trouble. It is. Yeah. And, yeah. and and like I say, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna ask you two questions before I like. I I appreciate the time so much. You've been more than generous. I'm just curious who who in sports media do you find funny? Since you're so funny, I love John who makes Mac you laugh. I love John McEnroe. I think he's fantastic. I thought David Faraday did a, he does a really good job on golf. Um I, I think Eduardo Perez on ESPN, he does a fabulous job. The the guys on CBS uh, on their football show. Those guys are great. Greg Gumbel, Boomer Esiason. Not Greg yeah. Gumbel, I'm sorry. James uh, Brown, Boomer Esiason, and, 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 Nate Burleson, yep. Coach Cower, yeah. yep. and Phil Simms. So, yeah. And also, the guys on Fox were fantastic. Yeah. You know, they like, I, st I watched those shows because, like I say, I want to get all the information before I call my guy. I, I want all the information. Right. I want to hear what Howie Long got to say. I right. want to hear what Coach Kyle got to say. So I'm like, hey, I want to know it all. Because as I told you earlier, I don't want to be one of those idiots on television who gets on and says, well, he's not a good quarterback. Oh, he's not a good baseball pitcher. I'm like, oh, he's not a good hockey player. I'm like, how the hell you know? I said, because the problem I have with some of these guys, Jimmy, is, yeah, they're not all Tom Brady or Pat Mahomes, but – you know, Kirk Cousins is a hell of a little quarterback. <laughs> right. You know, right. It, now, if they want to hold it against him, like he ain't got to the Super Bowl, but you can't – that guy's a hell of a quarterback. He, I think I saw a stat they were talking about how underappreciated it is. He's got, like, one of the top five winning percentages, like, for the last 10 years. That's pretty yep. incredible. Yeah. Said, well, yeah, you know, we a lot of it is is people get judged by postseason. They don't – you know, and, and yeah. then that screws the argument. Yeah, you know, hey, my life sucks because I didn't win NBA championship. You right. see, I'm over here crying every day. <laughs> do you think, you know, it's funny. I was going to, do you think when it's all said and done, you know, you said you don't want to get morbid, you don't think about death. But when it's all said and done, you think there are going to be a significant amount of people who know you more for broadcasting than playing? And you were a great 100%. player, top 70. Yeah, it's crazy 100%. when you think about it. Well, because think about this. Anybody, first of all, majority of players I'm covering, they ain't never even know I played. Right. I mean, I've been on TV for 23 years. I've been retired for 23 years. So, like, when some of these young kids come in, they they only see me on television. Right. Uh, but, listen, 
it's you know when you said something about death, I just want to be one mm -hmm. of those people, like because we all gonna go. I just I want people to say, oh, Chuck was a good dude. We are gonna miss him. You don't want to be one of those people. You're like, I'm glad that son bitch gone. <laughs> and that's what that's what that should be everybody's goal in life. Because I tell people, dude, you're a stupid ass basketball player. You're not in the service. You're not a teacher. You're not a policeman. You're not a fireman. You're not a doctor. Like those to me, and I'm not trying to be humble or whatever. Like, dude, yeah. <clears throat> you, you dribbled a stupid ass basketball. Now you get paid to talk about it. Like I put, if you're in the service, man, I admire you and respect you. If you're a cop, fireman, or a doctor, I respect that. Teachers, teachers never get enough love and respect. Those people we should <laughs> be admiring. Just because yeah. a guy can dunk a basketball, hit a baseball, he ain't no damn hero. Right. But even this, I feel like even this, we live in such a horrible time where even that people, yeah, I remember my, my dad had some health issues. He was in and out of hospitals for a little bit and I was blown away by the care he got from nurses. What nurses do, it's off the charts. And I remember I went on Twitter and I, I had said, you know, Every nurse should get paid a million dollars a year for what they have to do. And then people are like, that's ridiculous. How would the hospitals sustain themselves? And it's like, you can't even make a statement like that. If you don't think nurses are as, you know, should be respected as much as any people in this country, there's something wrong with you. Like, and, and for anybody to disagree with that, they're just an idiot because, right. yo, I've been there with relatives. They have to wipe yeah. their ass. Yep. And like, like, first of all, it's stuff that we wouldn't do. Yeah, <laughs> like wait a minute. Yeah. I'm not bathing yeah. somebody. I'm not wiping somebody's shit off them. Like to yeah. do that every day, but also try to make the family feel better. Even if you know, even when you know death is imminent, or things are not going to turn out a certain way. The, the, the way they treat you as a, like because you have to go visit your family when they're sick. Nobody likes doing that, and they're coming in taking vitals trying to make sure they get these three square meals a day. If you can't admire that, right. It's something wrong with you. Yeah. And, is, and, and always doing it with a smile, always as nice oh. as could be. Yeah. And like, the, and, and Jimmy, the thing is crazy about it. They have to go from family to family. Yeah. You have to put on a brave face. Like when somebody dies, they have to clean the room and bring in another family. Like the, the be on that emotional yo-yo. Yeah. It's got to be stressful for them. Got to be stressful for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Um, I'm going to wrap it up with this. I want to give you my favorite Charles Barkley mo moment from the last couple of years. I mean, you've had so many funny moments, so many funny stories, but I just got to tell you the one that got me. You know, when, you know, there's certain things when you watch a TV show, you watch a, co a comedian where it may not have been the funniest thing, but it just hit you. The thing you did that hit me, I will not. You had LeBron and KD on to pick the all-star teams. And this was when Harden was causing a mess with the Nets, I believe it oh, was. Oh, yeah. And he ended up being the last pick. And LeBron said to you, what's going on with James? Is, 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 he, is he healthy? Because he, he had a hamstring at the moment. And you said to LeBron, oh, he's healthy now. He just got traded. 
<laughs> and LeBron, I love LeBron. I'm a huge, I love LeBron's personality. And LeBron just started, he laughed and he just said, I can't with y'all. It was just such a perfect TV moment. Just that encapsulated everything that the show is, you are. Yeah. It, was, it was, do you remember that moment? Because I remember oh, yeah. just laughing nonstop. So, Jimmy, I've said this publicly. I don't get caught up in the silliness of who's greater, LeBron or Michael or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I just think that that's just easy pickings for guys. I've said this before. First of all, I think LeBron's a really nice man. Uh, I, I think he's a really nice man. And he's a good, really good dude. But I'll say this. I think his story is the greatest story in sports history because – for him, because people forget Kobe Bryant wasn't very good coming into the NBA. People forget that. And he's one of the greatest, greatest ever. You know, Kevin Garnett struggled. And I'll say this, the only guy I've ever seen came right out of high school who lived up to it was LeBron. And for him to come in at 18 and be as good as he was as a player, and arguably he's come in and he's one of the greatest ever depending on what generation you're from and to never have gotten in trouble and especially in today's society where everybody's got a cell phone mm -hmm. and everybody's out to get you at different. I think his story is the greatest story in sports to be that good. Number one, to live up to the hype, but also grown into the conversation of the goat and never even came close to getting in trouble. I think his story is one of the it's the greatest story in sports history. And I'll always admire him. And that was hilarious with him and Katie. Like, Katie, you're not gonna pick James. <laughs> and uh so I appreciate you enjoying that. But but that's what it's for, man. Yeah. I want I want you, I want everybody when they watch our show to laugh and have fun because like I say, I'm not even trying to be humble or whatever, man. It's just basketball. Yeah. It's just basketball. Yep. Yep. Well, listen, it took five years, but it was worth the wait. I can't thank you enough for doing this and giving me all this time. We almost went an hour and a half. I appreciate it greatly. And, I, and I'll tell you, I've been booking this podcast for like five years on my own. You were like one of the, once I got your number, you yeah. were one of the easiest people to book. It's amazing. I, you know, there's, you know, people not even close to your level will give me a hard time. And you said yes right away. So I, I can't thank you enough for that. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the summer. Enjoy the well, season. And thank you. Well, number one, thank you. And I, when I when I got your text, I said, oh, that's cool. And I said, man, I'm a big fan. Let's make it work. And uh, I'm glad to do it. You need me again. You got my info. I appreciate that greatly. Enjoy this. And, and good luck with the NFL wagers, most importantly. Oof, man. But see, that's the thing. That you know, the hardest thing I try to tell fans this year to year in sports is like night and day. That's like it's like college football. All the rankings are dictated by what happened last year. I right. guys, last year and this year are totally different. And the football in the NFL is totally different. It's the worst. I said, guys, what happened last year has nothing to do with this year. That's why I tell people, man, every year is new. That's why it's fun. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks right, for having Chuck. me, brother. Be safe, My guys. My pleasure. You too. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Peace. Bye-bye. Cool.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, joining me now, as he does every week, for our weekly Train of Thought segment from WFAN Radio in New York, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., part of the BT and Sal show, or was it Brandon Tierney and Sal Akata, Sal Akata, Brandon yeah. and from SNY TV in New York, my buddy Sal Akata. What's the official name of the show? Brandon Tierney, Sal Akata. That's it. Okay. Two full names. Sh- Got yeah. it. How's it going, life? Life on WFAN. How's it going? It's been fine. I'm starting to get used to the schedule. I'm trying to move because I can't stand the commute, but it's nice to not have to do the overnight. It's nice to be heard during the day. I'm having fun with it. It's been fun. Can so you far. move to Nassau County? That is possible. The taxes, right. however, first of all, I'm so fed up with Long Island. The taxes are absurd. The, the houses are absurd. Like I'm, I'm looking, but it seems like I'd say right now, seventy thirty Jersey versus Nassau. I'd be upset, but like, I can't even pay attention to what you're saying. I'm so drained. I just did 90 minutes with Charles Barkley and my head is spinning because it was so good. And I, I still, still can't sm- believe it happened. Smiling. I'm, you're I'm, still smiling. How was Chuck? I'm trying to process it all. The whole thing. Let me just, I'll, I'll just say this. I tried to book Charles for five years going through various channels. Nothing ever worked. And then I got very, very lucky and got his personal phone number. And he wrote back right away saying he would do it. I'm like, what? 
what is going on? Five years they've been giving you the runaround. He did it. He was phenomenal. I thought, you know, yeah, so. Now, he gave you an hour and a half of his time. I believe me, I don't know why, but he did. I would never. I mean, I got to an hour and a half. That yeah. is, and you, pe- and right. you people that listening is better give me five stars on freaking Apple. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. That's incredible. I can't wait to listen to it. I know if you've listening, if you're listening to this, you've already probably heard it, but I myself have not yet. Yeah. Um, hopefully, people stuck around for you. I'm sure they did. <laughs> So many, so many people say I go to Sal and then the guest. Let's see if they do that with Charles. You know that'll be a big test. Yeah, I don't know about that one. That's a that's a big one. So Sal and I just saw each other. We went to Joe's Pizza in New York City. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And people were giving me shit for wearing a WFAN zip up because you posted the thing on Twitter. I take my first bite of Joe's and I read the comments. What's with the WFAN hoodie? Hey. Jerk off. I work for WFAN. I'm allowed to wear a WFAN shirt to work, which I met you after work. Anyway, that bothers this me. Is, this is Sal when he doesn't check his mentions. <laughs> <laughs> the, be- the, best part, the best part of hanging out with you that afternoon is you did not know. I broke the news to you that Elon Musk was getting rid of the block feature on Twitter. That and is your true. face lit up like I've never seen it light up before. That is true. When you said, oh, did you see about this block stuff? And I'm like, what's that, like some kind of new program on Twitter or something? And you're like, no, you can't block people anymore. It's like, what? And then oh. we went through We went through it. Let's go through it now. How many people do you have blocked and muted? I think you know I had a little over 1,000 of each. Like, like let's say 1,100 blocked and, and like maybe 800 muted, something like that. So I have... 1,925 blocked and I have 2,223 <laughs> muted. So I actually block and mute way more than you. And everyone thinks you're the king blocker. All right. Well, you also have a lot more followers. So I don't know the ratio yeah. there, but I don't know. About I, that. I block easily just because it's better than me saying what I really want to tell yes. them. That's you, what I you, you, as your friend, you should block. <laughs> use that button well then now the button's going away you're screwed nah that's all right I just pay less attention to it anyway all right here's a topic that'll get us worked up this nfl sunday ticket on youtube there's gonna be some problems okay give me give me your i okay. heard what dog had to say but i want to hear okay. your why do you say that right, everyone pay attention because this is important you know on direct tv they had the game mix channel with the eight games at once Yes. That's gone. No longer offered on YouTube. But, but you do get a game mix, no? Four games max. See, that's a problem. I told you I've been dealing with that for years with the digital, with the streaming version of DirecTV Sunday Ticket. And but let I was me, hoping that we'd, ha- we'd have an option of six or more. And this is what I got. Now, I got this directly from YouTube, okay? We don't have plans to offer the game mix channel this season. That's the eight. With regards to multi-view, users will not be able to select individual games at this time. During the season, viewers will instead be able to choose from extensive selections of four-game, three-game, and two-game multi-view combinations every Sunday. Meaning, 
If you say to yourself, I want the Falcons in one, you know, you get four games max. Let's say I'm, I'll play, I'll, do, I'll make all these games up and I'll do division. Let's say you want mm -hmm. Dolphins, Patriots in one box, Bengals, Steelers in another, Niners, Seahawks in the other box, and Cowboys, Eagles in the fourth box. No. It's what YouTube is going to have as selection. Now, there are, now, why? DirecTV used to offer the eight boxes and the four boxes. This email is telling me direct, oh, YouTube is going to offer four, three, and two. But they're picking the games, not you. That sucks. They should let you pick the games. So just for reference, aside from the actual DirecTV, like you said, with the eight-game mix or the four or six-game mix, whatever it was on actual like you know, hardline cable, for me, as you know last year from coming over quite a bit, whatever over the years, you were allowed to only game mix four but I picked the fucking games. No. You gotta be able to pick the games. Right. How how could you not? I can't be subject to their games. I and I'm thinking now, see, here's where this is where the problem comes in. My guess is they're gonna give you the four best matchups, right? But if you're betting a shitty matchup and that's the game you wanna watch, you can't have it as part of your game mix. It's quite so see, it's I not called on YouTube, it's not called game mix, it's called multi view, just for the record. Go ahead. Okay, but so what happens to the local game, for example? Like, let's just say that they pick Jets-Giants in one of those multi-view boxes. I'm not going to get that because I'm in New York. Do they well, that's, pick a Okay, so you just stole my thunder on item number two. Okay. You need... Okay. Unless you have... If you don't have YouTube TV, if you have a satellite or cable service, you have Optimum or DirecTV... Or Fio, I have Fios. You have Directv. Some people have Optimum, some Spectrum, whatever it is. If you have one, of, if you don't have YouTube TV and that you have one of those services, you're going to need two TVs. Because here's why. Here's why. You're on Sunday ticket on YouTube. You're watching the multi view. Whatever your local game is. So like here in New York, it'll be the Jets and the Giants. But if you're in Chicago, it's the Bears. If you're whatever, your local game is going to be blacked out. You're going to have to go to your cable or satellite input to watch that game. It's not going to be available on YouTube TV, on right. YouTube, on, you, on Sunday Ticket, on Sunday Ticket. So confusing with the YouTube, YouTube TV, Sunday right, Ticket. Right. But the point is, if the Giants are playing the Eagles at 1 o'clock on Fox in New York, that game is blocked out of Sunday Ticket, meaning you've got to go, you personally have to go to DirecTV Channel 5 to watch it. While you're trying to also navigate the YouTube multi-view, going to be a lot of problems. Okay, of problems. now that doesn't impact me because I'm set up for that because that's how I was watching it. But that is a pain in the ass for people who got used to direct TV. See, I kind of weaned well, you, off. It's a problem for anyone who has one TV, which is most people. Well, I think when it comes to watching football on Sunday, a lot of people, if they have one TV, they're red zone anyway. Like we're you and I are different, but I do think a lot of people watch the games that the way that we do with multiple TVs with different games on each. So I, I don't I can't complain if you if you only have one TV, you're watching football differently than I have anyway. And really, YouTube is not set up for you. Like it's a streaming device anyway. Right. So I would say let's say somebody's watching That's regular fair. TV and then streaming That's on the fair. iPad. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. I'm for just, you, I you're mean, screwed because you're going from old school direct TV. No, I'm I'm fine because I have two TVs. No, so, but I'm saying you're the the old school Directv non-streaming Sunday ticket, like that's the that's the harsh reality. Like dog, he's going from non-streaming Sunday ticket where he can literally 
touch the channel, flip right. his touch the remote, switch the channel to any game he wants, pull up any game he wants on any TV via the channel. Now it is streaming exclusively. That's going to be a, a rude awakening for people who got used to just having it on the service. So what you can do, the other thing you can do, I guess, is I guess what I can do is so I have the two TVs so I can put a multi view with four games on one TV and a multi view with maybe two or three games on the other TV. Oh, but okay. again, again, you're going to be shut out of whatever game is airing in your local market, meaning you can have a black screen on one of the mixes potentially. Because that's how DirecTV the, did it, too. They blacked it out, the local games. Right, but it was eight. So you could deal with maybe one of eight being right. blacked out. Right, right. One of four, it's going to mess up the whole thing. My whole viewing would be screwed up. The way that I watch it, I like picking the four games. I had an extra two TVs, so I put both locals on, and a game mix of four games that I choose. Right. That is now out. And I don't have right. YouTube, and I'm not, I don't plan on getting it after this bullcrap. It is funny. You've mentioned this, and it's a good point that you've made a few times here. Like, it is interesting because a we all watch the NFL differently. There are some people who just are interested in their favorite team, and they're watching one game on one TV, and they don't care about anything else. You have the people like me who I don't have a favorite team. I want to watch the best games of the day or what I bet. Right. Then there's you. You have a team with the Falcons. You've got to pay attention to the locals because you're on radio in New York, but you know, if the Bills are playing the Chiefs, you're going to want to watch that. So I guess maybe they're in a spot where they can't cater to everyone, although DirecTV somehow did, even though they were a shitty service. No, but I, I think you just, you just, for people like us that want to watch all the games, we have to now adjust. So I'll give you an, maybe an advantage here, and you could get into this if you know. Can you sign in to multiple streaming multiple tvs or multiple yes. devices unlimited in your in? house in your house okay. it's unlimited so here's the way to fix all of it now i'm not saying it's cheap but you buy six tv whatever it is eight, yeah, that's not TVs. realistic that's not no, realistic. No, it is it is there are people who do it tvs aren't aren't expensive anymore matter of fact it might even be better than the setup i had because you can you can watch literally every single game where direct tv streaming didn't allow you to do that. So yeah, obviously the game mix is fine. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Like I, I could not, I could only stream one screen, whether it was an individual game or a Got four it. game mix. Got it. Now I could watch them all. I just need the devices and TVs. I listen, you can't tell people to go buy six TVs, but you could buy two or three maybe and you know, get a nice, well, you have uh, one, you have well, one, yeah. you have an iPad. And by the way, you don't need to watch. Like when there's only, what is it, six games at once, maybe? I mean, is it really eight? Do they have up to eight at one o'clock, I guess? When there's no bye weeks, there's more than eight sometimes at one o'clock. All right, but you don't need to watch literally every one. So you Speak can get away yourself. with. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I would say the majority of people watch just the red zone. Shelby just said he would never buy a second TV. Yeah. I have to me, two. That's like, like, that's fine. I have, but again, it depends what you're interested in. If you're a fan of the Jets, you're just going to watch the Jets and that's it. If you're a fan of the Bears, you just watch the Bears. All right. I need you to have, I want to have access to every game. Same. Same thing. I, at least I used to. This year, I'm going to change it. And, and this is a good reason why, although as we get closer to it, I start to get itchy thinking I need to have my setup. And even though it's all streaming, I can now stream all these different games. I just need multiple TVs. So 
Wednesday, August 23rd, we're taping this. The NFL season is quickly approaching. September 10th is that first Sunday. Are you still doing this bullshit where you're not going to order a Sunday ticket? I don't have it. Yeah, I don't have it. And hearing you talk about it, like it doesn't make it. My current setup is best with a four-game mix that I can choose the game. Four or six is fine, but I had a four-game mix. If I can't choose the games, I'm not watching one screen that's blacked out and then having to go with the two TVs on top of it. As of right now, I would say I'm not getting YouTube TV. (laughs) You're not buying it? It's just, let me know if you want to make a wager on that. Although if you're moving, that could skew the odds. Vegas will take it off the board if you plan on moving during this yeah, season. Yeah, well, that's another thing. I'm going to have to rethink my whole setup. And I get into the new house, forget the projecting projection big screen. I got to get like six different TVs. You should and move then, just based on the setup you have in that basement. That's the best setup in the world. I can't I believe you're going to leave I, that. I can't believe it either. I don't Here's want the other to. Thing. When you move, how are you going to pack all that shit that you, you have 5,000 more than 5,000 figurines and bobbleheads and don't figures. even get me started. It's not something that I'm looking forward. Like oh, I want to the get idea started. of moving, the idea of moving period sucks. The idea of me moving my, my prime prized basement and everything that I organized and put together, like I can't even, you worked so hard for that basement. Yeah. And it's over just a few short years of enjoyment. That's it. Touchy topic. I can tell it is. <laughs> Um, no, but it's me. I dude, I can't take the fucking commute. So I, I can I rebuild understand. the funeral. I, I understand. Come to Nassau. Yeah. If you come to Nassau, the, then you the can come here because I have Sunday ticket and you don't. There you go. All right, we'll go on Sundays. <laughs> We're gonna end up at the main event anyway, because they're the ones right. that have all the TVs on. I'll tell you there the anarchy that's gonna take place on September tenth is gonna be off the charts. Off so, the charts. And go ahead. How are they gonna do that at bars? All no, no. So here's the one thing. Bars are fine. Bars have a deal with DirecTV. DirecTV is still going to provide Sunday ticket to bars and restaurants. They're not doing the streaming. What? Yeah. yeah. Wait a second. How's that yeah. possible? I thought they lost the rights. Well, they yeah, the rights for how homes and how, and how. But if bars and restaurants will have it via satellite Sunday ticket. I'm I'm floored by this. They did this. They did this last year with the Thursday night Amazon game. The Amazon game on Thursday nights was available on DirecTV for bars and restaurants only. And this is through the NFL. It has to yeah. be right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. their setup is not going to change. No, that's why I will be at the main event on September 10th. I'm trying to think oh. of ways we could buy a bar <laughs> and just control the shit. Keep everybody out. Give me a bottle. <laughs> I will, I will, I will get so flustered with Sunday ticket on YouTube by 1.30, I'll be at the main event. There's no doubt. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. A quick recommendation. Now, this is going to come out Thursday, this pod. So it will have aired on Wednesday, but of course you can stream it. The HBO did a documentary on the Bishop Sycamore High School scandal. If you remember, this high school played a football game against IMG Academy on ESPN in 2021. They lost 58 nothing, and then it turns out People were like, the announcers were like, something's not right here. They did an investigation. It wasn't a real school. The entire school was a scam and a fake. HBO did a documentary on it. It airs Wednesday night. So this comes out Thursday. So you have to stream it on Max. HBO, Max, whatever the fuck. It's Twitter. It's HBO. I'm not saying X. I'm not saying Max. Anyway, you Mm got to stream it. I watched it. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's something your your wife would like too if you need something to watch with her. I thought you were going to say uh, the Kim and Kanye breakup that is now streaming available on uh, on Max, I believe. I Did didn't you see even that. Know. What is it? It's a documentary on Kim and Kanye breaking I, up. I think so. I just went this morning before I left for work to download Hard Knocks on my iPad, and I saw it, and I was like, "Ooh, shit!" I know I got to watch Hard Knocks for work, but I'd rather watch this Kim and Kanye documentary. So I don't I know mean, exactly what it is, but it's on HBO. I'll check out the Bishop one though. Um. So wait, you didn't watch Hard Knocks? I did. I did. I actually watched it while I was driving in. I had it on the, on the iPad. Sal, don't say that. Don't say no, that. No, no. I, it's not like I was locked into it. I had, it Should Shelby on, edit these, that out? All these screens and stuff like that. I had it on the iPad. I, I more listened to it. And by the way, I'm stuck in traffic that I'm not moving anyway. It takes two hours to go 50 miles. So, uh, But yes, I did. I watched it. Did you? I guess you don't need to actually look at the screen and to hear that right. Aaron Rodgers is on the Jets. That's the whole show. The whole show is Aaron Rodgers is on the Jets. That's the entire. This was the Robert. worst. This was oh the worst. Oh my god, one it was so episode. boring. Yeah, so boring. Um, but yeah, you have to watch the Bishop. It's called BS High, which is a great name. Bishop say BS High. High. Yeah, perfect. Very very well done. You will want to kill the main guy. He's infuriating. Doesn't act like he did anything wrong, and you will, you will feel awful for the kids involved. But it's well done. Ah, okay. So that's it. And it's weird because this was really good, but there's this whole thing going on on Twitter the last two days I've noticed where like, I guess Netflix, 
did a documentary on the Florida Gators and everyone on Twitter is ripping it to shreds. First of all, why on earth would anyone watch that? I don't understand. Who would sit down and want to watch something about Urban Meyer and the Florida no. Gators? There's too much shit out there. I, I can't just, say I would want to dedicate time to everyone's that. Going crazy. Everyone's going crazy saying it sucked. It sucked. Who would why, why would you ever sit down and watch a documentary on Urban Meyer's Florida Gators? I don't understand. Yeah. Unless you're a Florida fan. If you're a Florida fan, it's fine. But like, that's a topic. To, Urban Meyer is so unlikable. Well, well, let me say, did they? Is it uh, with Tebow and uh, Aaron Hernandez at the time? From what I've seen on Twitter, they don't mention Aaron Hernandez. They don't get no. into it. No. I man, mean, what I, more I do you need I, to know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, at least that would be like somewhat intriguing to go relive those days with those dominant teams with those particular players. But whatever. I, I asked you this. I asked you this last week. Your answer was no. Have you done your scouting yet for NFL over unders? No, I have You're not. A mess. You're a mess. I've, I've done a couple of teams. I did the NFC East, um, but I have. Not. I love the Giants and Jets. That's it. I mean, I'm going over on those two teams for sure. And what's the, the Jet number again? Um, I think the Jets were nine and a half. The Giants. How are the Giants seven or seven and a half? How is that I even possible? Know. You like know. the over there or no? I love the Giant over. I love yeah. it. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Anyway, um, so no, are we going to do this? Two weeks from now. By the way, I think I'm taking off next week. I got to confirm that with you, but I'm on vacation. So, all right, oh, you're you're on vacation from the fan too. Yeah, fan and SNY totally off. Oh boy. I mean, so I may so. be able to find you know 15 minutes to to bang one of these out, but I am off. All right. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. All right. Okay. But and then are we you, doing? Be, be prepared for Sunday ticket disasters. That's the theme. You be prepared for it. I don't have it. I'll be watching the Jets and Giants. Whatever. I may get the red zone this year. Oh, gross. I'll be at the main event. All right, Sal. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. If we don't, we'll see you the week after as we prepare for the start of the NFL season. That's a big week. So Yeah. You got Barkley on. You got the NFL season in two weeks. You are flying high right now. I know. If only my GM would get fired, I'd be I'd be in tip-top shape. <laughs> I don't think uh, that's going to happen. If only Brian Cashman didn't have a job for life for no reason. All right. Yeah. Take care. All right. I'll All talk right. to you later. All right. My eternal thanks to Charles Barkley. Unbelievable time he gave us. Great interview. And my thanks, as always, to Sal Akata. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're not a subscriber to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer, hit the subscribe button. Really would appreciate it. Leave a review on Apple. Rate and review. We'll read it. And uh, check out past episodes. Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football was on the pod last week. Chris Mad Dog Russo two weeks ago. Tremendous uh, episodes with great feedback. Appreciate you guys listening. Hope you enjoyed Charles. And like I said, if you're not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button. All right. We'll see you next week. Stay safe and take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.